the Final Four is upon us. I mean, there's so much stuff going on right now, man, that we we, we just got to jump right. We're going to jump right into it in, in just a few moments. But first off, we're just going we're gonna to get this daily devotional going, and I hope everybody's having a great weekend, and I hope everybody's having – I know it's spring break for some people. Some people have to go back to work. This week, this Monday, some people have to. Some people are going on spring break this week. So, uh, to all you spring breakers out there, y'all have fun. Y'all be safe. But um, this devotional comes from our friends over at In Touch Ministries. Um, today's message is called "Praying God's Promises," and today's scripture comes from Isaiah chapter forty, verse eight. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. Let me read that one more time. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Jesus made it clear that we would endure hardship in this life. But God gave his children amazing tools to keep trials from overwhelming us. For instance, He placed the spirit inside each believer to guide and empower. In addition, he gave us the privilege of prayer so we could not only communicate and stay connected with our Father, but also bring him our request. Today I want to focus on another one of his marvelous gifts, the Bible, Scripture, the actual word of God Almighty. It's truth. It never changes. What's more, it enables us in all circumstances giving us a solid basis for making decisions and choosing which direction to go. There are thousands of promises in the Bible, countless assurances that we can rely on with perfect confidence. God wants us to learn them so that we won't miss out on his blessings that he wants to give us. If we are wise, we will turn his promises into prayers in the cries of our heart. Let me give you, a, let me give you an example that relates to difficult decisions. Psalm 32, verse 8 states, I will instruct you and teach you in the way in which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. We can pray God's words back to him saying that we believe he will teach us and reveal his path while remaining by our side as our caregiver through the entire situation. When hardships arise, We need a sure foundation on which to stand. Otherwise, our emotions could easily lead us astray through faulty thinking. God is faithful and unchanging, so we can trust in his promises, which enable us to risk confidently and act boldly. Let me repeat those those last words there. Risk confidently. Risk confidently and act boldly. Hey. That's some food for thought for you, man. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. You know, come back and jump right into just jump right into the conversation. Y'all stay tuned.
Check them out on Twitter. Check them out. Check them out on their Facebook page, and also check them out on, on Snapchat. They do have a Snapchat page as well. Um, so go check them out. The headphones and attitude. I assume I am wearing mine right now as I'm doing the show. So um, very excited to be a part of the Solar Headphones family, as a, as as well as the Live by Terrence Network is is very proud of being a part of the Solar Headphones family as well. Just really excited. Uh, about this weekend, women's final four. Let's just, you know, the women's final four for me hasn't been as as deep as it, as it has been in, in the past few years. Um, I mean, you've had teams that have dominated, and this year, this year it was it was pretty much no different. But here's the thing about the women's game as opposed to the men's game: when you have sustained powers like you have like you have in the women's game with the Yukons. I mean, we can call them Blue Bloods too. I mean, like they're the queens of, of women's basketball in NCAA. You know, we look at the Yukons, we look at we look at the Tennessees, we look at the Stanfords, we look at um Texas when Judy Conrad was there. We look at Baylor, you know, as 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 that school as well. We we tend to take things for granted, per se, that they're going to win these these tournaments because they're always getting top talent, no matter what, you know. You know, in the in the mid in the early to mid nineties, I mean, Georgia was up there with the Miller twins and. And things of that nature, and then UConn started. Excuse me, UConn started basically um, getting those schools as well. I mean, getting those te- getting those those places as well. So we we are very spoiled by what we see, and the reason why I say that is because one of the biggest upsets in in, in NCAA history actually happened last night, and it, it, it was a shock to me, and I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, it was a it was a major league shock. Um, Mississippi State, um, 
ended the longest winning streak in 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 the four major sports categories, um, and also the NCAA's longest winning streak, both men and women, men and women's basketball, at 111 um, by UConn, with a stunning buzzer beater in overtime. This is a, actually a great game. I actually watched part of this game. Mississippi State just wouldn't go away. And they actually had the lead late in this game. They actually had the lead. You know, it's went back and forth all game long. But for me, I knew it was going to be a matter of time, whether it was going to be this season or next season, that that, that streak was going to end because you've got some really good SEC schools. And you come from a really good AAC uh, women's basketball conference. I mean, you got the likes of Tulsa in in that in that group. You got, I'm sorry, um, in the AAC. I mean, you got you got you got, you got a group of you got a group of teams in in the AAC. Central Florida, which is also a great team, uh, also has a great women's program. Um, you come from you come from that conference, and you don't see competition night in night out like you see in the SEC. In the SEC, to me, I mean, like top to bottom, women's basketball in the SEC is just absolutely excellent. I mean, it's just a, it's just great. And um, just looking at this, just looking at this game, it, it was a shock to me. It was a shock to me because. This is a young, this is a younger UConn team than what you know Ariema has had in the past. So, for them to get this far and them to go undefeated this long, it it wasn't a shock to me. It wasn't a shock. It wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, I, I don't want to call it expected, but it was just one of those things where. You knew it was going to happen. I mean, some games they just played really flat. Some games they didn't. I mean, um, we look at the Notre Dame game early in the season. They came out really flat, but ended up winning that game by 20. So you thought them coming into this game, they would wake up and and be better. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, disappointing as that sounds, I mean, I'm not disappointed, but I, I am surprised that they that they come that they came out as, as flat as they did, and and um, it it doesn't it doesn't bode well for a lot of those teams in the men's final four. I mean, if this is the way that it's gonna go, I mean, if this is the way that that is gonna go for those teams that are they're expected to win because. We have four teams that shouldn't that that aren't wasn't expected to be here in this point. But the likes of Gonzaga, who one loss on the season, lost to BYU, you know, in the kennel, I think that they hit the reset button. And you know, you got the likes of you know, in the men and the women, the women's final four and the men's final four. You know, you have an all SEC final final there. Um South Carolina, Mississippi State. I mean, 
that's going to be a great matchup for me personally because looking at the two coaches, the head coaches for both of these teams, Don Staley and um, and Vic Schaefer, these are these are two budding great coaches. I mean, we all know about Don Staley. We all know what she's done in in her first stop that she had as a head coach. She's doing things at a school like South Carolina that hasn't been done at South Carolina. She's kind of like the Steve Spurrier of women's basketball because beforehand, yes, there were great players that have played at South Carolina, but there's never been there's never been a coach to come to South Carolina and change the culture a little bit where people are excited to see the football program. People are excited to see the men's basketball program uh, under Frank Martin and, and, and also under Don Staley, the women's program. I mean, we're looking at, we're looking at these three programs and we're seeing a renaissance of sorts in the state of South Carolina. I mean, you're not seeing, you're not seeing South Carolina be dominated by just, just Clemson and what they've done on the baseball field, what they've done on the baseball diamond or what they've done on the football field or what they've done in the basket on the basketball court. You haven't you haven't you haven't had this kind of excitement for South Carolina athletics in a long time. And this for me being an SEC guy, being a guy who who loves who loves, you know, sports, this is a great sports story. And for Mississippi State you know, as great as the season that they have, they've had, they've had this year. This is still a young team. They've got like three or four seniors on this team. I think three seniors, four seniors on this team, on on this Mississippi State team. This team can can just bounce back next year. Should they not win the national championship this year? This is a really good Mississippi State team. It's gonna be a really good Mississippi State team for the next few years with that young nucleus that they have. And then you, we look at Connecticut. Look at UConn and look at, look at what they have. Do you know Ariama? Is it time for him to go back to the drawing board? Is it time for him to, to, to look elsewhere? You know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I know that this, this was a shock to everybody. I think it was a shock to the basketball world. But – we're looking at two schools who are vying for that first women's national championship. South Carolina looking for looking for a bit of redemption because they've been to the show a couple times and they've lost out. Now they've got a chance against the SEC sisterin. I can't call them brethren because these are women. We can see both South Carolina women possibly win the national championship. We can see the North, the South Carolina men win the national championship. This is going to be a great, great matchup of just great two great teams, and I'm excited to see. What I'm really excited to see today, the first matchup, Gonzaga South Carolina. I want to see South Carolina come out. You know, as I transition from South Carolina women and Mississippi State Sunday night, 
we transition from that to the men. And like I said, if, if last night is any indication of what's going to happen today, tonight, this could bode very well for South Carolina. This could bode very well for for Oregon. You know, rarely do you see two West Coast teams in men, from in the men's basketball men's basketball make it to to a Final Four together. And I think the last time you saw that was two Pac twelve two Pac two Pac twelve schools. And I think that was um, that was UCLA and that was um, then was UCLA and Arizona. I mean, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, two two Pac twelve schools were, were actually in the in the uh, Astros semifinal. So, I mean, this is this is unprecedented in this day and age of, of basketball that you see two schools from the West Coast in in the Final Four. And I'm very, like I said, I'm very excited to see the first game. South Carolina, Gonzaga, this South Carolina team, they are striking while their iron is hot. I mean, they are, they really are. I mean, anytime a team can just waltz in and beat a team the way that they did by 20-something points that was favored to win over you in the Elite Eight, and you just walk through them, you walk through them. The only thing you walk through them, you basically told them, hey, I'm not afraid. Here we are. We're here. We're here. That's the way that South Carolina viewed everybody that was that was in that building across from them every game here leading up to this Final Four. Gonzaga, Gonzaga, they were destined to be a, a one seed. But the way that they played, Leading up to that to that BYU loss, they needed to hit the reset button. They needed that loss to re to to reset them and have them going in in another direction. This game here, South Carolina Gonzaga, has the makings of being an instant classic. And I say this from this standpoint: you have two good centers. For both teams that can both play, you have backcourts who can match up with each other 100. percent You have you have coaches who are as intense as they look. Mark Few, the national coach of the year, first West Coast Conference coach to become coach of the year. We look at this matchup, and I look at I look at it from this standpoint. Frank Martin has some great teams at K State. He's had some really good teams at, at South Carolina, but he just couldn't get over the hump. That that first or second round hoodoo. Now that he's gotten to the Final Four, I think that this again, just like the Don Staley, C. Spurrier type type train, I think this could get the ball rolling for South Carolina to get some of those national recruits. So South Carolina to keep some of their in-state guys, really good in-state guys. You know, either steal them from Clemson or 
take them from other national programs, national national programs that are that are big programs. This is this is this is this kind of matchup that helps you in recruiting. The Final Four already helps you get there, but if you make it to a national a national championship game and you're there for the foreseeable future, that means that you can get the recruits that you want. You can make this team as good as you can make it. I mean, you may even recruit that one and done guy, and and that and, you know, for me, the one and done guys are, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say anything bad about the one and done guys because we understand why they do it, but some of these one and done guys don't have the maturity to or the. Or, or the kind of comprehensive level that they should have to make it to the next level to be professional basketball players. They, they, I mean, there's some exceptions to that rule. I mean, but what I'm saying is, is like the one and done guys, you know, you're gonna get them, and they're, and they're gonna be and they're gonna be few and far between. But you're gonna get those one and done type of guys. You're gonna get those guys. That that's gonna stay get get a degree, and we'll talk about that in the next matchup. But like I said, this here could set up something big for South Carolina in the next two, three, four years because not only has Martin signed the Frank Martin signed a signed a long term extension, which he has through the 2025-2026 year, but you've got guys like I said, you've got guys who who are on the fence about going to these to these bigger programs and you got guys who are on the fence about going to South Carolina or Clemson, you know, or you know a school within state, you know, one of the big schools in the state. So, why not give yourself that heads up, you know, in, in recruiting. You've got a great arena, the arena is not even 10 years old. I mean, you've got a great fan base. You got a great fan base because the fan base is energized now. So you look at an energized fan base with a great head coach, a great building, great facilities. This is all grounds to be to make this team even better than what it is. This this is this is a big thing for for South Carolina. Gonzaga should be status quo for Gonzaga. Gonzaga gotten some great players over the past few years. I mean we look at we look at a guy like John Stockton's kid who flew under the radar as being one of the better point guards in the in in the in the college game. You know, even though he's not playing in the pro game, you know, he was probably one of the best. I mean we look at the Adam Morrisons who you know who is who was a good, a great college player, Demontis uh, Zabonis, who is playing the NBA now. Um, you know, there's some other players that 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 Gonzaga has found out and have become great contributors to this game. And then we look at the flip side of that. The who do I think will win? I think the team that will win. And it's hard for me to choose between South Carolina and Gonzaga because this is an evenly matched team right now. And 
South Carolina is on that on that proverbial mission. Gonzaga is taking this as a business trip. And that's what makes this game very interesting to me. Excuse me. That's what makes this game very interesting to me. Who can who can get the inside presence first? Who's gonna make that who's gonna be the guys that's gonna get the that's gonna hit the offensive boards? Get the offensive boards. Who are the guys that are going to going to get the rebound? No, who's gonna make that defensive stop? Because when you play Gonzaga, you're gonna to have to get a defensive stop. South Carolina is poised to get that stop. I think South Carolina can get one or two defensive stops, and if they can get those one or two defensive stops, that may be the difference in the game. On the flip side for Gonzaga, Gonzaga has to keep this. I mean, Gonzaga has to keep this game close to the vest. They got to play their game. They like to get in that half court game. They like to they like to milk the clock. They like to, they like to get up and down the court when they see it's time to go after the jugular. So we're looking at two teams who do things different. South Carolina will grind you, and when they when they want to step on the gas, they will step on the gas. They will step on your throat. So we're looking at like I said, we're looking at we're looking at two teams. Whoever can get the advantage first will win this matchup, and that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my I'll give you my prediction on who I think will will be there. Moving on to Oregon, North Carolina, Dana Altman's team, Dana Altman's Oregon team, they've sustained. Things from the early Kent, from the Ernie Kent regime, to a T. When Ernie Kent was there, he took them to NCAA tournaments. He took them to, he took them on the cusp, getting to the, getting to the Sweet Sixteen, getting to the Elite Eight. Then Altman has gone from the first round to round the thirty-two to Sweet Sixteen to the Elite Eight two years in a row. Now he's got them to the cusp of winning the national championship. Dana Altman is one of those great coaches that you didn't know about until he got here. Will he be that next name to go to a, to go to one of those blue blood schools that we talked about? I mean, his name came up in the, in the Indiana deal. His name came up um, in Kansas, at Kansas before Bill Self got it. His name came up at. Um, a UCLA before Steve Offer got the UCLA job. I mean, so we're looking at we're looking at a coach and Dana Altman who can bring who brings passion and up and down up tempo type game. But he's also got some guys who can who can really light it up from threes. From the three point line, he got some guys who can who can get down low and post you all day long. I mean, he's got long guys. He's got rim protectors. He's got 
quick guys who like to steal the uh, steal the ball, get the ball up up court, up tempo. This is this is a game that is tailor made for Oregon against North Carolina because North Carolina is going to play either way that either way that you want to play. North Carolina is built to play with an up tempo game. They play up tempo, but they have a lot of motion in the offense. So. This is a team that if they can if they can sustain they can get their offense going and get some defense and, and then the strong defense that that North Carolina plays they play a great they play they play a zone play a lot of zone defense they play a lot of a lot of man I mean whatever you show them is what they're gonna play and part of that is is that North Carolina they've got the versatility. To run up and down, like I said, they've got the versatility to run up and down the court. They've got the versatility to play that half court game, and they've got rim protectors. This is and this is a this is a game that that you can have fun watching over and over and over again. You can watch this game ten to twelve times. You know, this is one of those times where you just wish that the national semifinals was. A best two out of three because Oregon, North Carolina could be a series. You know, if you can play, if you can play a series of games, though, that these are the two teams that you would love to play and love to see in a in a best of five series because both teams they play to your team's weakness and they play to your team and they play to their strengths. And when we talk about the one and dones. We we're looking at guys from North Carolina who have stayed the course. The Kennedy Meeks, the um, the the Marcus Pages, those guys. They've stayed the course. They could have been lottery picks two, three years ago. But for them it's more than just a paycheck. This game is more than just a paycheck. And this is what I this is what I try to I try to make people understand about why I think there should be some rules in the college game similar to what there is in in the football game. Whereas you have to wait three years before you before you enter the draft if you play three out of high school. You have to wait three years. So I mean, this this is one of those things where. The NCAA, the the basketball side of the NCAA is a little bit is a little bit of a double standard. I mean, whereas the NFL, whereas college football is college football, you know, they want you to be. I mean, it's a mature, it's a it's a grown man's game. So is basketball. So is the NBA. It's a grown man's league. But some of these kids don't act grown. You know? And I think that if you had some sort of some sort of rule in place, just like you do with a college rule, like 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 I just alluded to, three years, I mean maybe two years for maybe two years for for the basketball for basketball. But something in there to where these kids aren't one and done because you're pretty much 
as basketball as a, as as basketball as the basketball schools go, you pretty much dilute the importance of college basketball when you have the one they done. You pretty much dilute the importance of an education with the one and done in college basketball. I think that that's where that's where I that's where I, I differ in people's opinions. A lot of people say, you know, they see money signs, they see dollar signs. And this is true, and that's the that's the unfortunate part of this. But the real part of this is we're sending them out. We're sending these young kids out. 18, 19 year old kids out into the world that they really don't know much about. I mean, you could go to an you could sign with an agent who's going to pretty much just rip you a new rip you a new one. But hey, you'll be broke, but you'll be a great basketball player, but you'll be broke in four or five years. So I mean, like, and these parents, these like, 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 these parents, like, 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 like the the ball character, you no, know, out out in L.A. I mean, that he, like, 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 like the ball character out out in L.A. You know. His sons, are, his sons are great basketball players. You know, you have so much hype around you. Yeah, you're great. Yeah, your your son, your son's a pretty good, pretty good athlete. But does he have the maturity level to be? Does, is he mature enough to handle the level of competition that he's about? That he's about to get himself into? Probably he probably does, you know he probably does. But does he have the mental acumen to deal with the physical strain and the mental strain that traveling could do to you? Will he hit that wall? Will he will he hit that proverbial rookie wall? Rookie wall, rookie W. Sorry, R O O K I E. Rookie, will he hit that wall? Say that three times fast. <laughs> will he hit that wall? Will he? No, this is what we're talking about in regards to this. I mean, we look at guys who do it the right way, and we look at guys who do it from a financial perspective. No, getting their mom this house, getting their mom this, getting their mom that, but it doesn't help them any, any if they don't have the the wherewithal, the mental wherewithal to deal with things like this. And I think that that's part of the reason of why I am I am kind of apprehensive about the whole situation in regards to the one and done. I mean I that's that's the way I feel about it. But got a little bit off tangent, you know, North Carolina, Oregon. Looking at, like I said, we're looking at two teams that are just very versatile. You know, they will play to your weakness. They will play to their strength. You know, we're looking at two teams that can that can fly up and down the court. We're looking at two teams who, if they get the momentum, they get defensive stops. This game can be a blowout. Then this could be either way. 
But and, and again, it's hard. It's hard to to pick this game as well as it's hard to pick the Gonzaga, the Gonzaga South Carolina game. But I will, and and I'll do it like this. National championship game Monday night will be South Carolina will be Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga will win. They will win. They will win a close matchup against South Carolina. And this is no slight against Frank Martin and that and, and that team in that school in Columbia. Says so they've had a great season, and they're going to have an even better season next year. You know, a lot of these kids are back. This is a young South Carolina team. We 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 failed to mention that this is a very young South Carolina team. You know, they lose very few players off the team this year. They lose very few players. You know, they may lose some guys who may decide to to test the waters of the draft. You know, even though even though you know we do have this thing going on right now with that. I mean, some some of these guys. I mean, they say because they say because you know they 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 go to the draft. They don't find the agent. They can always come back. Here's the thought. Here's the thing with that. They're meeting with agents all the time, going into the draft. So basically, they're trying to sell themselves before they're even ready to be sold. So in other words, you're taking a baby lamb that's fresh out of the womb when his meat ain't even ready yet to to be veal. I mean, that's why I'm looking. That's why I'm looking at this. Where when they're not ready to be veal, but you um, you're making them, you're making them, uh, you're making them, you know, be ready. They're not ready to be. They're not ready to be put out in the pasture. They're not ready to quote unquote put out be put out in the pasture. They're not. They're not ready. I mean, it's it's just that it's just the bottom line. Some of these guys just aren't ready. But Alas, I go for it. Gonzaga in a very close one in the first game. I like North Carolina. I like the veteran team that North Carolina has. This is a team that last year endured a heartbreaking loss to to Villanova, who I thought could have been here. I thought this this could have been a national semifinal, a national championship. Rematch because Oregon did come out of that same out of the same region that Villanova came out of. So we're looking at we're looking at this matchup as being a solid matchup, and I like the matchup North Carolina Gonzaga national championship game Monday night. That's what I'm going with. I think looking at it from that standpoint, me being a Duke fan, I hate saying this, Tyrus. Tyrus, you must do, man, and and I and T Rex. I know y'all are y'all are y'all are, uh, are those those blue people's fans. I'm I, I'm not a North Carolina fan. I'm a Duke fan to the to the to the pure heart of this, and it pains me to say it, but I like Gonzaga. I like North Carolina over Gonzaga. I can't believe I just said that. I like North Carolina over Gonzaga. And this could be another instant classic, just like it was last year. 
just like it was last year. I think this could be an instant classic. So that's that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going to say, and we're going to put that to rest. Now, we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We'll come back. We'll talk, we'll talk about the NBA and jump into what – and jumping to the conversation that this um, Shaquille O'Neal um, had to say. So, y'all stay tuned. searching for this truth here. Uh, 
Same bitch just dropping in, uh Why you sound like you lost it in? Well, can't be the better jacket than Blue lights on my own I get away New bike, new stage, new life New game, new price, same vision, new hype If I can get away At these crib If I can get away Like a villain on a getaway See the pedal break To the rest. 
built just like yesterday when I was tripping with you. Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you. It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga. If he could have you, then nobody else could, so he pulled the trigger. So I'm gon' smoke all of this herb and I'ma sip all of this drink. It's taping the truth of reality, peace when my mind is blank. Murder, 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 I'm a city, death is like all that I think. Your niggas they banging them gang, they just tryna earn them some rank. Your niggas ain't playing no games, your niggas they throwing their flame. Your niggas just shoot that on swing, your niggas we lost. But I'm here to bring us some change, my people don't put us to shame. Who is to blame? Is it our mothers? Is it cause we never had a father, now we needed them? I've been sir sipping cause I needed them. Splitting cigarettes, now we needed them. I don't wanna die today, all I wanna do is get high today. And let the underground sound be my hideaway. I was loud, but this beat helped me find a way. I got a lot, a lot of niggas in the graveyard. Lot, a lot of time that was too hard. Praying to my knees, I'm like, oh Lord, on the boulevard. Skip the scope, 12 could've came and got me anytime. Lot of drama on my mind. Went back home and old kill. I see my mama crying, what is going on? Looked in the mirror and I know it ain't me. Looked in the mirror, I was hungry, I was grinding. So a nigga had to go get that cheese. Too young, too young. It's a lot of young niggas in the city losing lives, losing lives, losing lives. Just too young. With two guns It feels like yesterday when I was tripping with you Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga If he could have you, then nobody else could Can we pull the trigger? Yeah, you pull the trigger and it's the same song Everywhere we go that murder, 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 pistol, bang, 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 is all we know. And it's like the same song. Everywhere we go, you better watch what you do tonight. They might take your life, they might take your soul, and I don't know. So I'm smoking on this drove. Praying to heaven, that's where I go. But this life that I live, trying to get these Benjamins. We're trying to not commit these sins, but I gotta get it, gotta get it, Lord knows. comments from Shaq from this past night, past uh, Thursday night on Inside the NBA, where he basically said that, <laughs> you know, if what you think about Russell Westbrook <laughs> uh, and James Harden, the MVP vote, 
Um, if you have James Harden over Russell Westbrook, you're you're wrong. And I, I, I you know, he he put some he put some 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 talking to that. And see, here's here's my thing on on this situation. Do I think that they, that it can be possible that that there could be a co MVP two two MVPs this year? It is very possible that you could have two MVPs, but I, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to I'm going to put it out here like this. We look at James Harden, and we look at his body of work over this season. During the career year, 29.3 points a game, eight rebounds, 1.5 steals, and 11.3 assists a game. He's averaging a double-double a game. Here's the difference that a lot of people don't 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 really understand. Okay, the Rockets are a solid three seed. Uh, they're going to win the division. They're going to they're going to have home court through at least the first round. Here's the, here's the thing that, that people need to understand. He's doing this with a nucleus around him, whereas Russell is doing this pretty much by himself. Even with the trades, even with even with the guys that, that are on that team already, the Steven Adams, you know, you trade to get Tosh Gibson. You trade you trade to get Tosh Gibson and and Doug McDermott. And those guys Doug McDermott is actually a guy who can give you that perimeter shooting that you that you desperately need. But Russell Westbrook is is the entire team's offense. He's the entire team he's the entire team's offense. And he's doing it on both sides of the court. You know, and we talk about James Harden not playing defense all that great. He hasn't been playing good defense all that great. He really hasn't. But his 1.5 steals a game comes from the times that he does help, okay? So, I mean, I'm not going to knock him for for what he does defensively because – Yes, there are times where he does do brain dead things defensively, and he does do things that are that are not the norm defensively. So, I mean, I look at it from that standpoint. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, I yeah, we 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 get that. You know, we get that. He's gonna be gonna he he's gonna be Russell. He's gonna be he's gonna be James. James gonna be James. He's gonna be the beard. Okay, I get that. Do I think that there could be code repeats? Yes, I do think there could be code repeats. But I'm not going to I'm not going to discount anything that either one of these two players have done this year. But I I do believe that Russell Westbrook is the MVP simply because of what he's done over the course of this season. And Harden, 
should he should he be MVP as well? I mean, of course. I mean, could they be co MVPs? Of course, they could be co MVPs. But do I think that would be co MVPs? Of course not. But then again, we we've all been been hoodwinked before by the NBA, so anything is possible. Anything possible. So, with that being said, I'm going to say this. Russell Westbrook, for me, is one. James Harden is two. I can I can say Steph is three. No, we can all say Steph is three. But these top four candidates for me, top four candidates for me, you know, just like everybody else would say, is me, Russell, James, Kawhi Leonard. No, I throw in Kawhi Leonard there, and and I will throw in LeBron. I mean, I, I you can't discount what LeBron's done. I mean, you can't. So, I mean, I, I, will, I will put LeBron in there as well. I mean, even though I don't like, even though I don't like the guy personally, I've never met him before, but he does have that condescending type of attitude. I mean, he is a good guy. I mean, he is a good guy, quote unquote. But I think, I said. I mean, I, I I like Russell Westbrook and what he's done because he has no supporting cast around him. He's got locker room present now, presence now with with the Taj Gibson. He's got he got help on the perimeter if Billy Donovan plays him right in Doug McDermott. You know, Stephen Adams is is that center that just just um just a man beast at center. So, I mean, there's so many different ideas, and I do agree with Shaq and what he's saying. And I do agree with a lot of things that that people have said about Russell Westbrook. I have, I do agree with a lot of things that, that have been said about James Harden. You know, but we can't we can't discount what James Harden has done, and we definitely can't discount what what Russell Westbrook is, is doing right now. He's on course to be a guy who averages a triple double a game. I mean, he's he's second in the league in assists behind James Harden. He's, I mean, he's he's third in he's third in steals behind James Harden and uh and uh I forget his name. I forget the I forget the uh, the league leader in, in, in steals. Um, but I know that, you know, James Harden is second in steals. You know, Russell West. You know, Russell Westbrook is is pretty good. You know, is in the top ten in, in all those categories. Well, top twenty in, in in rebounding, but top ten in, in points scored and, and points per game, and and also uh, you know third and sixth a game. So. We, we we can go on and on about this about this conversation all day long when it comes to these two. But does it mean that 
But does that mean that, you know, that one should be MVP over the other? Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, the comparisons are going to be there. It's going to be there all day long. So, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more the more sensationalized this MVP race is going to be. And I cannot wait till to mid April when when it when it is announced. So, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to mid April when it's announced and see who wins the MVP uh, with that. So that being said, we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We'll come back and talk talk about a, a personal thing that that uh talk about um some things that have happened in the state of Georgia in regards to one of the state championship football teams. So stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew, powered by Solar Headphones. Check them out at Solar. Check them. Check them out. Headsets with head headsets with attitudes. Um, headphones with attitudes. I'm sorry. Um, check them out on their website, SolarHeadphones.com, and, and their various their various um, social media applications. Their Snapchat, their Twitter, their Instagram, which we also follow as HWA Phones. So, you know, we're, we're very excited to be a part of the of the Live by Chance is very excited to be a part of the the Solar Headphones family. Headsets, headsets with attitude. So, got to check them out. It's the main event. It's Jermaine. We're back in the building, and we're we're talking about some we're talking about some things here um, in regards to. <laughs> there's, there's there's one thing I wanted to jump into um in regards to to a story that I that I have been following the last couple of weeks uh in regards to um to an investigation um regarding the Grayson High School football team and um and one one player in particular which is Kurt Taylor who uh <laughs> who uh well let, let me let me um let me put it this way. Kurt Taylor, who is at Michigan commit, um, from the state of, from here in the state of Georgia. Um he was one of the he was one of the eight players who 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 moved into the Grayson district to play football for Grayson High School this past season. Which was um, which was a, a successful season. They went fourteen and one, won the state champ, won the seven day state championship. Um, his his situation is very 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 vital to the to this whole thing. Um, his situation is is, is crazy because uh, the GSSA has basically notified Grayson that they are under investigation in regards to. Uh, in regards to players playing out of district, Kurt Taylor actually played last year in Newton County. He played last year. He played last year, but he played the last three years. Um, <laughs> he played the last three years at um, at Newton High School, and he left Newton High School to play at Grayson, and. He was already a Michigan commit. Um, he's already a Michigan verbal at that at that point in time, and his parents got his parents have a house in Covington, which is in Newton County, and um, they rented an apartment in the Grayson in the Grayson area in Loganville, uh, which is in the Grayson in the Grayson school district. After the state championship game, they they moved out of the apartment. Kurt Taylor went back to Newton High School. Um, there were some tweets from Kurt Taylor that you know that basically just said that you know Covington, he said he was in Covington. Covington is his home. Of course, Covington is, is his home. I mean, they have a house in Covington. They have you know, but they have an apartment in, in the Grayson community. Here's here in lies here in lies the controversy. 
shortly after the after the state championship win, Kurt Taylor decides to transfer back to Newton High School. Okay. Here is here is here in line here lies the 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 thing the part of the problem. And it's so prevalent and it's so it's a prevalent thing that happens in Georgia. It's, it's, I mean, dare I say it's commonplace in, in the state of Georgia that you have you have players, you have teams who you have players, you have have people who have transferred schools to get to get a better opportunity to get recruited. Um, Now, we're talking about guys like I mean, we're talking about eight guys that that have that have done this. This is commonplace. This is not the first time this has happened. Last year when Alatuna became the first top county school to win the state championship, there was a kid who played out of out of district who should have been playing at and who should have been playing at neighboring South Paulding, but his parents, his parents were in Cobb County, so he went to Alatoona. He played football at Alatoona. He won a state championship at Alatoona. They were under investigation about that. Nothing ever came about of it. Okay, this is so commonplace here in the state of Georgia. It, it it behooves me to think who's making who's making the rules, who rules the roost in regards to these things. Okay, nobody has said the things about Denzel Gibbs, Breon Dixon, um, those guys when they moved from the Peachtree Ridge District in Gwinnett County which is on the westernmost side of, of Gwinnett County, to the Grayson community, which is Loganville, which is just at the Logan, yeah, just at the, at, at the county line where Grayson High School is. Nobody said anything about these kids, these guys. But since Kurt Taylor is a Michigan, is a, is a high profile commit. He's also a guy who went back to the school that he originally went went to to finish school there. There's a problem. Okay. I understand that you have to be in the district one calendar year. That I do understand and yes, that is a violation. Technically that is a violation. But it is so commonplace here in the state of Georgia that people move from from district to district, which makes the graduation levels skewed because not many senior classes stay together in that regard. So it makes it makes it look as if you're not really <laughs> you're not really graduating high school when in fact you are. Okay. 
there's also been some been some talk of redistricting lines. Um, the Grayson the Grayson Archer district clusters, and also the South Gordet Grayson cluster. You know, there's been some there's been some talk about that, but here 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 lies the problem that the GHSA has. You ratified this kid transfer, okay, which was basically a business transaction type deal for Grayson High School. Okay, I'm not I'm I'm not knocking the kids for this. I'm not knocking the parents for this, but I am knocking the GHSA. They really need to put their foot down in regards to things of this nature. And they have to, and and it makes the, for me, some kids who are legitimately moving from from district to district, you know, because their parents have gotten new jobs in, 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 in new cities, new areas. I mean, nobody talks about, nobody because because Kurt Taylor is on the state championship winning team, nobody talked about the Malik Willis's, who's now at Auburn, who went from Westlake, Atlanta to Roswell. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about how nobody talks about the kid from South from South Forsyth, David Stanley, who went to a private school in Forsyth County, who almost enrolled at Buford, but instead settled in South Forsyth. Nobody talked about that. Nobody talks about the open enrollments, the open the schools with these open enrollments, like the Buford High Schools, like the Marietta High Schools, like like those guys. They're saying there's no precedent. There's really no precedent in in this. In, in in football, but there is a precedent in the GHSA. We look at the Grady Eight, the eight basketball players that played at, at Grady High School that won the state championship, and that championship was was stripped from them because they had eight players out of, that played out of out of district. Okay, so if you got players that have played out of district. Here's my thing. If that players that play out of district, you know they're playing out of district. You know there's there's players that are playing out of district. I mean we look at I mean we can we can we I can I can give you examples all over the place. Conquit County has over three hundred kids that go to school out of district. Okay? We have one kid there's one kid that that last year Played at Fitzgerald High School that went to a neighboring Cockwood County. Okay? All right, so if you're going to do all this and you're going to investigate this, then that means you need to investigate every state champion that you have. Because I'm pretty sure that you look at the player, just look at the people that are playing, that are, that are playing sports out of district. You'll see that you'll have at least one player playing out of district. 
You don't hear you don't hear the Buford High Schools getting 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 these these investigations because Buford High School is an open enrollment. They have their city school, Gainesville High School. We didn't talk about Deshaun Watson playing at Gainesville High School when he should have been playing at West Hall. I mean, we don't talk about things like that here in the state of Georgia. But it's so commonplace. It's commonplace in other states as well. But it's so commonplace in Georgia that when when you get investigated and they say that they say, Hey, we're gonna investigate you for this, we're gonna investigate you for that. Either you need to investigate and you need to you need to you need to have it happen or you don't. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It it, it just really isn't it just really isn't a fair a fair deal to guys like the Graysons or the the schools that do the that do the right things or the students that are moving to other other locales because of this. I mean, so we look so we look at this in this standpoint here. Jeff Han's gone. He left after one year at Grayson. Grayson is now looking for a new head coach. I think they do have a new head coach. I, I can't remember who their new head coach, head coach is, but we, we look at this and we see those guys. No, Jamas Williams is on his way to South Carolina. Beyond this, is on his way to Georgia. Um, there's an offensive lineman. They don't talk about the offensive lineman that came from Central Gwinnett to Grayson. They don't talk about. They don't talk about the other guy, the, the other kid that, the other two kids that came. One went to Mountain View. The other went to. Um, the other went from Mountain View to to Grayson, and um, you know nobody would play them. You know. Norcross took Art to Grayson off their schedule to play to play uh yeah, Norcross took Grayson off their schedule. They scheduled Archer to play as a replacement. So, I mean we were looking at we're looking at these things and I'm like, Wow, like you're investigating this but when you should have been investigating other things I mean, nobody talks about, again, another example, Sean Schamberger. We could be talking about this kid right now. He was the 19-year-old kid that, that um, from, from Hoover who was four days older, who, whose birthday landed four days after the cutoff date. You know, he was, he's born July 5th. He's born after the cutoff date. I'm sorry, September 5th. He turned 19 September 5th. And the cutoff date is July 1st. No, nobody talks about in Alabama. Nobody talks about Jake Bentley, how old he would have been. <laughs> how old he would have been this year should he have played last year for Oblong High School. Nobody talks about this, okay? So my thing to the GHSA is you have a precedent, use the precedent. If you're not going to do anything with the precedent and you're not going to punish those and you're not going to take the championship away, 
then why waste your time with with the investigation? Because nine times out of ten, if you didn't do it to Alatuna, you didn't do it to, to Griffin when when Griffin had that great had that great team a few years back that beat Carrollton in the state championship game, the quarterback was out was out of, was was uh had some academic problems and probably shouldn't have been playing, but Herein lies that problem. I mean, you've got so many. There's so many things that you should be investigating that you're not investigating. I mean, there's some things that you could put a stop to, but you don't put a stop to. I mean, so you make it the three percent rule. Where if you have three percent of kids playing out of district, they move up a class. Okay, you can't move, you can't do a 3% with your highest classification because there's nowhere to put them. What are you going to do, make them play the IMGs all day long? I mean, that's just, that's just my thoughts. Those are just my thoughts. Those are just my thoughts. But that's the way I feel about it. If you're going to investigate something, investigate something that's worth investigating. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. So I'm going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to come back and talk some spring football. Y'all stay tuned. Oh, yeah. I'm with this. I'm just going to sit here and lay back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. This is 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half-stepping. Word. I'm ready. Rapper stepping to me. They want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory. They can't get with me. So pick a BC day, cause you're a history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me. Yo, that's the wrong move. So what you want, Hobbs? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition. I just devour like a pitfall against a chihuahua When it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good Now let me tell you who I am The b i g d a d y k a n e Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many I'm different, so don't compare me to another Cause they can't hang, word to the mother At least not fit the principle in this pedigree So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready To die because you're petty You're just a butter knife, I'm a machete The slave I can to wait until when you Try the front so I can chop into your body Just because you try to be basing Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little So define it, change your walking papers Shine it and take a walk As the cane starts to talk, cause Ideas start to hit. Next, the formation of words that fit. 
at the table, I sit, making it legit. And when my pen hits the paper, pause. I got my stand strong over MCs and devour with the power of Hercules or Samson. But I go further to left, cause you can scout my cameo and I still have stress. And no, that's not a myth, and if you try to rip or get whipped, the man with the given gift of gab, your vocab, I only ignore. Be sleeping on your rhymes till I start to snore. You can't awake me, or even make me fear your son, cause you can't do me none. So, think about it if you're trying to go. When you want to step to me, I think you should know that. Big Daddy, you know, as in your father. So when you hear a deaf rhyme, believe that I'm the author. I grab the mic and make them see the evaporate. The party people say, damn, that rapper's great. The creator, conductor of poetry, etc., etc. It ain't easy being me. I speak clearly so you can understand. Put words together like letter, man. Now that's dictation. Proceeding to my innovation. Not like the other MCs that are an imitation or an animation, a cartoon to me. But when I'm finished, I'm sure that you are soon to see reality. My secret technique, because I always speak with mentality. I put my title in your face, dare you to face. Then if you try to come get it, yo, I'ma show you who's winning. So if you know like I know, instead of messing around, play like Roy Rogers and slow down. Give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder. Your son must have heard another MC. Try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and break them and take them and mold them and make them hold up the pizza. Welcome back to the Fresh Box and the Cellgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building with Power by Solar Headphones. Check them out at the Power by Headphones or Attitude and uh, Solar Headphones. Uh, check them out at their various social media sites Twitter, Tumblr, <laughs> Twitter, Tumblr. Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and Facebook. So check them out. Uh, the world's only solar-powered headphones, and they are very, very nice. I am actually wearing mine right now. So we're going to jump right back into this and talk some spring football. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of spring football today. Um, Northwestern is currently on, on, on online right now. Um, they're having their, their spring practice um, on on BTN right now, and also you know we got got a lot of we got a lot of spring football this week. Uh, Northwestern today, Georgia Southern uh, at noon, South Carolina at, at noon as well on the SEC network, NC State at one o'clock, and the Fighting Sam Hunt <laughs> uh, UAB. Uh, they're making their return and. To uh to major major college football, they're having their spring football game. Um, you can check them out on ESPN three or locally on on uh, my network sixty eight in, in Birmingham. Um, Michigan State spring game is at three o'clock on BCN. Texas Tech's game is um is also uh, you can watch that on Fox Sports Go if you if you have the Fox Sports Go app, you can actually watch the Texas Tech game online as well. Uh, Fox Sports Southwest, if you're listening in, in Texas and Oklahoma, so very excited to talk to talk college football. Um, very excited to see um, South Carolina uh, their spring football game. Um, no Brandon McElwain. Brandon McElwain is not going to play in in the spring football game as he is tearing it up on the diamond as he is platooning as a starter, both in center field and in right field. For the Gamecock baseball team, um, so 
Um, it's going to be very interesting to see Jake Bentley transition from year one to year two. Um, he has a great command of the offense. He, he pretty much knows the offense uh, in and out. It's a similar offense to what he ran in like a high school here, here in the area, here in my area. Um, his father also was a great was a great coach at Burns High School in, in South Carolina. So uh, Jake Bentley is is pretty much well known across the state of Alabama and across and across uh, South Carolina as being a pretty good quarterback. Um, and the funny thing about it is that this is a this is a team. This is a this is a Jake Bentley who was scheduled to come in this 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 spring. Um been a December graduate of of Upper High School, but when uh his father, Bobby Bentley, was hired by South Carolina to be the running backs coach, he actually left a year early as he would have he would he's already graduated, he was already going through a couple of college classes as is. So he decided to come a year early. And it was a big thing for them losing Perry, losing Perry was early. Brandon McElwain was a little bit ineffective at times, um, not getting a grasp of offense. You know, him being a, a, a two, um, him being a dual threat, relying more on his legs. Um, but you know, Jake Bentley gave you that. He gave you that that bit of of a. How I should say, he gave you emotion. He gave you not only give you emotion, but he gave you he gave you stability at the quarterback position. Because you know he he know he's not afraid to throw the ball. You know he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. He's not afraid to to take a hit in the pocket. You know he may not be as as athletic as Brandon McElwain, but what he does is he doesn't turn the ball over. So that that makes him. That much more of a threat as a as a coach, and uh, and I'm really I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with that this year. Um, we'll look at look at other look at other teams this year. Um, I look at Michigan State. Can they rebound from that from that horrible year they had last year? I know there was a lot of turnover, new quarterback, a lot of injuries. Um, so have you. Mike D'Antonio is a great coach. And what what's going to happen with, with Michigan State? I'm very, I'm really, really interested to see what's going to happen with Michigan State. And not only the quarterback situation there, because they've got, they've got a great dual threat quarterback, great pocket passer, and, in in uh in the Weaver, who is a who is an in-state guy, so really, really, I'm really, really, really interested in seeing what's going to happen. I, I'm really interested in seeing what's going to happen with with that now that now that the Weaver is now, you know, he registered last year. It's going to be if he can grasp that that complex offense that that Antonio runs. I mean, we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot of different things from Michigan State that we haven't seen in a while. We're gonna see a new running back. We're gonna see new running backs come in. We're gonna see new running backs play. We're also gonna see other things that's gonna happen. You know, what what else could happen? You know, in regards to Michigan State, they'll be breaking in a new punter. Um, they had a one year punter last year. Uh, they've got a new punter. 
and this year who who should be as good uh, as advertised. Um, he's a Coles. He's a Coles uh, top top punter. So um, really excited to see what's going to happen with that. Um, again, Texas Tech. You know, we're going to see that quarterback situation. We're going to see a lot of things happen. We're going to see a lot of things changing with them um, defensively as well. Defensive coordinator, you know, seeing how they've implemented the new defense, seeing how how it looks, how it works. Um, seeing a new quarterback, a quarterback other than the name Patrick Mahomes, who had a who had a stellar career, who could be, who could possibly be a first round draft pick. Um, he he did grade out pretty well at the combine. Uh, so we're we're looking at a lot of we're looking at a lot of different things right now, and. Um, Really, like I said, I'm really excited to see a lot of the spring football. Um, of course, games coming up next weekend, uh, Friday. Friday we have Florida, the Florida, the Florida uh, Orange and Blue debut, which is on the SEC Network, which is in, in prime time, 7:30. Uh, and then Saturday, next Saturday, uh, Ole Miss is at noon, uh, Purdue at one, Auburn at two on SEC Network. Um, and actually, uh, Oklahoma is going to be on 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 TV um, as well. Fox Sports Southwest. And they'll be streaming their their game live on on um, OU on Sooner on the Sooner Network website as well. Um, Texas A&M is going to be on ESPNU. Clemson. The Clemson game is going to be on SEC Network Extra. Um, you're also watching on ESPN three. Uh, Florida State is going to be on ESPN as well. Um, North Carolina is going to be on on ESPN three as well, and then uh, Mississippi State is going to be at four o'clock. So we're looking at there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of a lot of high school football. I'm sorry, a lot of uh, spring football games uh, here cranking up in the next week, in the next couple of weeks. Um, of course, we'll be talking about all of them. So uh, really, like I said, I'm really excited to see to see a lot of these spring football games and how. And how they're going to look and everything, and how some of these things are going to look. Um, will it be status quo, or will it be, um, or will we see some improvement? So, I mean, really excited to see what's going to happen with with that in the next few weeks. But, uh, I, like I said, I'm really excited to see a lot of a lot of what's going to happen, especially with the Texas Tech Texas Tech deal with Michigan State in that quarterback situation. And I'm really looking to see South Carolina and how they're going to progress defensively as well. Um, second year under under Will Muschamp. Also um, seeing how Jake Bentley, how he, how he reacts to how he, how he's going to react to being, to, from being just, a guy just walking on campus to a guy who is going to be dependent on, and that's gonna that's gonna be, that's gonna be a lot of that's gonna that's, it's gonna take a toll on him. Does he have the mental wherewithal to to deal with the pressure? I think he does. I think he does. So yet to be seen, but. We're going to take another quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap things up. Y'all stay tuned. 
live by Terrence. Yo, 
Like it's crazy how we first met I seen your swagger and instantly fell in love with you Got me a job and then broke you off with my first check Never was jealous, I even went to the club with you It's kind of funny how we watch things now Went from love at first sight to try to knock me down All this love we used to have, well it will not be found I was learning how to swim, you'd rather watch me drown But see, I, I know you know it, we won't get into it See, everything I'm doing now Friday, check us out Friday, check us out on Thursday, that's Thursday, 
with Turntable Thursdays with T-Rex. Check us out Friday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, Rich and Maine in the building. You know, I go from the press box to the owner's box with the CEO. Of the, uh, <laughs> with the CEO. So, uh, y'all check us out. Man, we, we we keep it real. And it's the press box meeting the king. And um, meet, it's, press box, it's the press box, the tailgate crew meeting the king of underground media and T-Rex. So, um so as I moved from the press box to to the owner's box uh on Fridays, you know, they come back down here to my regular to my regular home, you know. Um just wanna give us again give a special shout out to T Rex, uh special shout out to uh DJ E A, Casey, uh the admin Wendy, who um they've given me this platform and um uh We've also had some had some things that have, that have happened. We've had some personal had some personal things that we've been going we've been going through, and it's also made us question our passion. And you know what? My passion is always here. My passion is always with the with the Live by Tennis Network. Need people to understand that. I want I want my man T.S. to understand that. Um, passion is always here. We just I just need to get back to being me. You know. You know, on a personal note, man, depression and anxiety is a, is is a real thing, and when you're going through things like that, you know, always keep your friends close, and because um, they're, they're gonna help you through. So, um, if any of you guys even even understand that, I mean, you know, depression is a real thing. So y'all y'all just bear with us as we as we go through our little trials and our tribulations. You know, passion's never gonna leave. What we do is what we do, and this is what I love to do. This is a passion of mine, and um, hopefully you guys will tune in next week. Um, we talk about more more spring football. We'll be talking about Auburn spring football. We'll be talking about talk about some other things. But um, with that being said, man, everybody have a great weekend. Please be careful in, in whatever you're doing, um, and if you're going to drink, drink responsibly. If you're going to go out, go out with some Go out with some responsible people and, and keep it responsible. So that being said, y'all have a great weekend. And, uh, yo, Connor Cassidy, <laughs> shout out to your homeboy. We all got dreams. Let's go tailgating. Yeah, I feel you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, What is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I changed the world and I have fun doing it. Veronica, we all got dreams. I keep a Veronica, we all got dreams. Hey, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep a rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep a rolling cause we all got the way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from 
from Bob Marley to Queens But drawing my inspiration from Rage Against the Machine Sought as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams Run it <laughs> Run it both right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. Tell C you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. uh. Gentlemen getting after his dreams. Run it. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got. I keep it rolling cause we all got. Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides. Simple minded some stoners, we got nothing but time. Now don't it sound bad? Talking back with Cuddy was the soundtrack. Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe. I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need. Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease. Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees. I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel. Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels. The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real. From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still. We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition. Introduce them what's missing, a young minds that are lifted. I throw myself on the road of living by higher means. This just the sound of me getting after my dreams. Run it. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling cause we all got I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams And begin to fill with the people I'm out of Caesar Delegate through my actions Let my life do the preaching You gotta mold the clay before you be Ali Cash is the root of the evil around me I mean what I'm speaking Call the truth and you call it deep Reach your mind with the power Moses used to open the sea, nigga See, nigga Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you Making a note of every time you struggle But never forget it Ending is nothing without the plot leading up to it He brought you to it, he gon' lead you through it Know that it's real And my faith is a trophy, I have to prove it See, I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing But I learned the only way to stand out is to be outstanding So, demand your greatness, despite of what the demand is Dream, dream 